Yo everyone, this is a little treat for you on your podcast feed. Uh, it's a clip from Extra-ish, our weekly Patreon podcast. If you want the rest, uh, you got to sub to our Patreon, link in the show notes. Um, but for now, enjoy. So <laughs> in a previous episode, we were talking about the films that we'd like to be made. Yeah. <laughs> and we were talking about Swipe Left, the Tinder movie, or rather the Bumble movie, right? Because Whitney Wolf Heard started her career at Tinder and decided there could be a much better way to create a relationship building app and thus Bumble was born. Well, yeah. how incredible for her to now be one of the youngest women, if not the youngest woman at age 31, to take her company public. Bumble IPO'd, whoop, whoop. And mm-hmm. not only are they now a public company, their shares performed very well on mm. the day. Y'all know I picked up one, just in <laughs> case. But she also rang the bell with her little baby on her hip, her son. And I think as a woman uh, in tech, it's so incredible to see not only a success story like this, but also a willingness to continue challenging the status quo and challenging outdated gender norms. And I think, you know, we still don't really have that many women in leadership. We still don't really have that many like mothers in leadership. And I thought it was really cool, basically just for Bumble to be so successful, to reach this milestone for Whitney to reach his milestone uh, and for her to ring the bell with her kid. I thought that was just absolutely awesome. So congrats to Bumble and congrats to the Bumble team. However. Yeah, 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 go on. Dun, dun, dun. Let's talk about the headlines. Yeah. Because she was paraded around as the self-made billionaire, youngest Mm. woman to IPO, self-made billionaire, self-made billionaire. And a lot of people have taken issue with this because – while she, yes, of course, left Tinder on not so great terms, went out, raised funding, did her thing, took her company public. No one can take any of these things away from her. In terms of socioeconomic background and socioeconomic identity, she ain't a started from the bottom now we hear kind of story. Right. She very much is upper middle class kind of person, right? Yeah. She studied in Paris. Apparently, she didn't even live in student accommodation because her parents got her her own apartment. And a lot of people who would probably see themselves as self-made, right? As in like no handouts from parents, no support lines, just trying to do it, literally bootstrapping. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Really, really take issue with this idea of like calling someone with access to capital and privilege and network and all these opportunities self-made. So Michael, I want to bring you into the conversation at this point. What is self-made to you? I, that's a tough question. I tend not to think about it. I don't think it has any real meaning or any kind of real validity in the world apart from these kind of debates. Because I think, to be honest, even if you're somebody who came from the bottom and you had no handouts and you did it all yourself, you didn't make yourself. And what I mean by that is like, you didn't literally, let's say you have, for someone to come from the bottom and to become a billionaire, for example, literally, you'd have to be driven, ambitious, talented, energetic, powerful, charismatic, all those things. You didn't imbue yourself with those characteristics. You didn't sit there with God and think, let me design my genetics so that I have these characteristics and I'm like this and this is my persona. No, you were born into the world of a persona that had nothing to do with yourself. You you weren't born into the world with a disability. You weren't born into the world with any kind of impediments, right? Even if you don't have the money, you still have many attributes that helped you that you had nothing to do with. So I don't believe in the world, the, the world, the, that kind of concept of self-made right and i think oftentimes it's purposely done by media to kind of start a debate and hmm. to get clicks and to infuriate people and to be like oh look at you why haven't you done this she's yeah. 31 and she's a billionaire like anyone can do it like fuck you you ain't doing this your own damn fault <laughs> um and it's kind of feeds into that narrative of like well, why should the government help people who are poor because this person is a billionaire and so if you didn't do it it's your fault right mm. so I, I tend not to think about it. I think it's all a distraction, to be honest. Um, I agree. Those of, those of us in the know, know what's up. We know what's up. We right? know we what's know, up. Yeah, we know what's and up. Like, But it's 
I think there is a value in calling out these narratives because it does impact a lot of people's mental health. Like I'm sure yeah. are, for, for, for the amount of people that are inspired, there's also a segment of people that are thinking, well, I'm not doing shit, bro. Like I'm not doing nothing. What am I doing for myself? I'm terrible. Mm. And yeah, sometimes you've got to nip it in the bud and be like, listen, this self-made talk, don't take it too seriously. <laughs>